here it is. The greatest advance in television since color television itself. Okay, boys, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not A Bomb Watches Cowboy Bebop. This is episode seven, and I am one of your hosts, Brad Anderson. And with me, as always, is I am the king of boggle. There is none higher. I get 11 points off the word quagmire. Troy Sauer, how are you, sir? I'm uh, I'm Illin. Yes. Good job. <laughs> Good job. That's uh, uh, BC Boys, if you're not know, didn't know. Um, and word. <laughs> nice. Good job. Um also with us is always go out dapper like Harry S. Truman, madder than Mads, Alfred E. Newman, Sammy from the GGTMC. Sammy, how are you, sir? I am also quite illin and I, word. I feel fresh. I feel fresh. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fresh. So mm, I love the BC boys almost more than a lot of things in this world. License to ill is a little bit problematic <laughs> to say the least and at least uh, when they grew up they went back and said you know what our bad uh, it was a it was an audio version of a teen uh comedy from the 80s yeah it's yes. like a john if holmes it, movie if it's the time in cd4 yeah if it's the time <laughs> maybe maybe not quite a john holmes movie yeah, but it's, no, like, it's it's more like it's more like porkies i mean it's, yeah, it's, it's like an auditory of, of porkies nerds. yeah yeah, yeah Fringe of the Nerds, which yeah. all those films are very problematic. There, there is a Spanish fly reference in. On yeah, Hill, yeah, so. that's that's not that's not good. Yeah, yeah, the the girls' song doesn't age well. No, no it sure no. doesn't. It sure doesn't. <laughs> no. Uh, so I got to know, Troy, what is your favorite Beastie Boy song? Just it's lame. Only, so no, there are no lame answers. Well, I love Sabotage. Like Sabotage is okay, the song yes. that as soon as it goes on, I I want to yes. like. Uh, do that slide across a car hood. And mm-hmm. I want to just go, cause I love the video too. The video is literally one of the best videos of all time. It, it is. And, and I, I can't tell if it's the, because it's, it's one of those songs that as soon as the song plays, the video is playing in my head. But, um, I, I don't know. Sabotage is that, uh, auditory coffee for my body that as soon as you put it in, like I'm, I'm ready to go. So that's my, I, I know it's sort of the mainstream. I, I could pick something that, Oh, it's on their second album. No, it's Sabotage. Sa- yeah. Sabotage yeah. is the best thing they've done, in my opinion. Sammy, what is your answer? Well, and, and Spike Jones, like that was like my first introduction to Spike Jones, and yeah. you know, yeah, that uh, that's a one-two punch there. Yeah, Sammy, what? what is uh, so believe it or not, as old as I am, I, I am I was quite and well, still am quite the Beastie Boys fan. Uh, Licensed Ill meant a lot to me. Um, I could pick anything off of that record except for girls, possibly. And <laughs> Brass Monkey's awesome. I love Brass Monkey. There's great songs on there. Rhyming yeah. and Stealing is great. Yes, yes. No Slow Sleep. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That would be my yeah. second, probably. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Yeah. Paul That's Revere. Great. Paul Revere is a great song. Yeah. It's the new style. Come on. I mean, yeah. we could just we could go on and on and on. <laughs> Four and three and two and we one. Should, we and should actually mic, just not the talk suckers run. and just play <laughs> License to Ill. <laughs> it will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Might be some problems uploading that to your uh, yes. thing. Ah. Um, 
I, I'm going to go with the second album. I am going to be a little bit of a hipster here, and I'll go with. Uh, I like Shadrach a lot. I like that song a lot, dude. That's my favorite one. That's my yeah. favorite. My literally yeah. my favorite song. I love yeah. that. And I love that video so much. Yeah, Shadrach's great, and that whole album's great. Paul's boutique is a. It is good. Is a tra- it's a yeah. transcendent album. Yeah, I I had a bunch of like admin work to do today, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just I'm putting on Spotify. And I'm just listening to BC Boys all day today, and that's what I did. So uh, yeah. that's why I was just curious. You know, you get things stuck in your head. And you're like, okay, now I got to know. That's a good choice. Um, I did. I did that a couple of weeks ago with Run DMC. Oh, oh yeah. Now see, that is my favorite. Run <laughs> yeah. DMC is absolutely my favorite. Like yeah. even their movie that was, was that it tougher our, than yeah. leather. I mean, there you go, right there. So the tougher yep. than leather. Yeah. <laughs> best Christmas song ever. They got the best Christmas song ever in the best right. John McTiernan movie ever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think I'm with Brad. I think Predator is the best John McTiernan movie. <laughs> okay, nice. see, Listen. we got the favorite. Our favorite Beastie Boy song is the same. <laughs> no, Predator. Say it was a little quip on last week's uh, show, and I love Die Hard. I do, Troy. But Predator is like to me, it's like the perfect melding of horror, action, and sweaty men. I'm yes, not saying it's, Listen, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it oh, doesn't. That. It doesn't close. I, listen, Ruskies, you big commies. Die Hard <laughs> is. The best of John McT- Okay, we're here to talk about Cowboy yeah. Bebop because we yes. haven't talked about Cowboy Bebop in like forever. And yeah. I was dying to finish this two-parter. So let's get on with this stuff. Yeah. So for the real reason we are here, let's, we'll is talk about Cowboy Bebop and more specifically Session 13, Jupiter Jazz Part 2, and Session 14, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, so I guess we'll just get right into it after the BC Boys talk. Um Jupiter's Jazz, the summary of that is Spike wakes up after being tranquilized and looks for Vicious. Faye learns from Grin about his past with Vicious. Everyone meets up for a confrontation involving red eye, a red-eyed deal. Um, Troy, since you were so eager to start this episode, let's get into your initial thoughts. Okay. You got a lot of paper there. I'm, I'm impressed. So listen. <laughs> you I, are a paper guy, too. Like, when we, when we record... You have physical paper in your hand. I do. Wow. Wow. I so I, Guys, I it's this a, is a this is a GGTMC. <laughs> yeah. I have about I have about 15 of them uh, all around me right now. All, everything I've ever reviewed is in a notebook in front of me somewhere. That's awesome. Do we need to, to uh, we'll we'll save it to the end. We'll, okay. we'll get yeah. to the GGTMC uh Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. But Troy, your thoughts. My thoughts. So, I want to preface my opinion was saying, I still like this episode. I do. It's a tier two for me. I'm going to start there. Okay. It's not tier one. Here is uh, the, the, just to kind of recap. I, when, when part one ended, I was just on this high and I'm like, oh my gosh, how is this going to play out? I have all these questions, questions like who's the younger bodyguard of vicious, this Lynn guy, what is the history with spike? Who's Julia? What happened to her? Oh my God, Spike is shot. What is Gren's connection to Vicious outside of this deal? Does does Gren know who Faye is? Like, was, was there, did, did he have some kind of, you know, pre-knowledge before their meetup? Um, does he know who Spike is? And you're like, what the heck is going on? Uh, and, and the other thing to keep in mind is that all of these characters at the beginning of the episode split. There, there are just problems in part one across the board and, um, you know, Faye's character is growing. She doesn't want to get close to anybody. 
she has that line like you're afraid they'll abandon you so you you know abandon them that's what um uh gren tells her and there is so much on the line in part one and it's and it's this huge cliffhanger because this episode is the end of season one is that right yeah yes kind of I, yeah, th- because like there's 26 episodes and this would be like the halfway mark. So a lot okay. of times um, this was considered season one. Yeah. So I was I was dying going into this. So I know in my head that I had built up anything that was going to come out in, in you know, part two. Uh, I, I, it was going to have a lot to live up to. And I have to say for an episode when it starts out. And all of a sudden, you know, Spike wakes up and he's like, oh, tranquilizer gun. And I, I think they're making fun of me. I'm like, huh, what? Why? why? Like, I, why would they make fun of you? It, all of a sudden, it just brought the tension and the things on the line down a level in my head right out of the gate. Um, and, and, you know, the exchange between Faye and Grimm, it, Grimm was explaining his backstory and his connection with Vicious uh, and, and why he wanted to meet with vicious and then Faye out of nowhere, just start shooting him. I didn't quite get that. Uh, and, and there's great music. I, I can, love- I inter- can I interject? Yes. Okay. So that interaction with, cause Faye has already been scarred by vicious. She was taken uh, during the ballad yes. of fallen angels. She was taken hostage by him. So as soon as like, she knows that, that grin and, and vicious had a past together and, Essentially, Grin is yearning for Vicious to basically be his friend or have a relationship with him of some kind. She knows that they can't have a relationship, and she is falling for Grin at this time. And so her only reaction is to kind of overreact and kind of go after him because she's she is, um, at this point in time, jealous of Julia because all these men are kind of falling for this mysterious woman and she doesn't have that. And, you know, she left the bebop and she's hoping that people would chase after her. She meets this guy who turns out to be way more complicated than what she realizes. And he doesn't really yearn for her. He yearns for this other relationship with vicious. It's not like a sexual relationship. It's more like a, you know, he calls him his comrade. And um, so that's like her reaction to that. Um, interaction is once she learns that vicious has been a part of this guy's life, that's just her reaction. She just kind of freaks out. So I think it's, I, I didn't get any of little, that. It, I, I'm, t- I'm just telling you right now. I didn't get any of that from that. Okay. What, what, because there's some dialogue. I mean, does that, it make sense? Does that make sense? What I said, if I'll, I'll say this, yes, that's a rational explanation, but I don't think the narrative displays that. Uh, so that a common viewer would pick that up. Now, if you watch it four or five times and you kind of extrapolate that information, maybe, but on first viewing, there's an exchange where she says something about, Oh, you're, you're kind of yearning for him and you're going to go knowing that you could possibly die. And he's like, yep. And her reaction is fine. I'm going to kill you then. I I mean, that's how it plays out. And I I don't know my initial reaction that I was like, I didn't understand that. I didn't yeah. understand that reaction because I thought Faye up to this point in terms of her internal pain and what she's looking for was all consistent with the narrative and that action in that moment kind of 
threw me for a loop. But it, she goes back to it to where, um, you know, spoiler, she's handcuffed on the bed and everything else. And, you know, she gets rescued. Sammy. Again. <laughs> again, she's, she's handcuffed, handcuffed again. <laughs> on the bed. So. Uh, well, so so this this episode kind of boils down to characters wanting to be yearned for by other characters. Jet wants to have a Jet wants uh, Faye and Spike to basically need him and yearn for him as a father figure. Faye wants men to yearn for her like Julia gets. Spike wants Julia to yearn for him and Grin wants Vicious to basically be in a re- like have a relationship with him as well so he can get his revenge but it's still like he that's what this episode is. It's, it's it is characters and needing other characters. I'll say this: I I got that at the end when the episode closes, and there's a question that's presented, and it and it just says, "Do you have a comrade?" So mm-hmm. I thought thematically, it's about people chasing more meaningful relationships, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, okay, I like I like the melancholy ending. I like where this ends, but I thought it. I thought the second half this of this story arc, so this part two, I, I like where the destination is, but I thought the journey at the last part was clunky. Okay, that's fair enough. Sammy, what uh, what do you got? Uh, I, I like the episode as well. I think I would have to say, though, it is tier two as well. And I think it's a little slow to get going uh, for whatever reason, but I do like a lot the I did capture very quickly the idea that, and I don't know why I hadn't thought of this before in watching the show, but the idea that everybody needs somebody. Uh, isn't that a song? Isn't that a song? <laughs> Is that a Queen song? I don't know. <laughs> it's a Blues Brothers song. Oh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Everybody there we needs go. <laughs> somebody to love. Someone to hold. That's that's not just like it. Good job. (laughs) Sugar to miss. I need you. I'm sorry. I'll stop. (laughs) Keep going there. Um, But it. But that was a really nice touch, and I like the flashback of Grin and uh, Vicious. I like that. Did anybody the the battle on Titan? Yeah, Yeah. the Titan thing is. It almost feels like. almost like a comment on like uh, Russian. So there's a little bit of Russian stuff here. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Jet Black shows, uh, uh, yeah, he shows up and he's got uh, like uh, whatever that hat's yep. called. Yep. Yep. The and, Ivan Drago hat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, you know, then they're running through the sand stuff. So I'm starting to think of Afghanistan a little bit, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, mountainous kind of sandy kind of dry. They're in trenches as well. So there's a little bit of world war one in there. Maybe, I don't know. I just, I got that vibe. Um, I really like that relationship between uh, Grin and uh, Vicious, and you only get a little bit of it, but it's really cool. Uh, that kind of brotherly love, um, that may border on more than brotherly love. I don't know. I, it it's an interesting kind of vibe I got from that, and maybe that's just me knowing that uh, Grin has a <laughs> has a has a pair. Yeah. Is that, is that how do you say? Well, that could, well, that could go both. Ways, different, different. Well, that's that's <laughs> not at this point. He does not. No, because yeah, it's true. It's that's the true. medication or whatnot that. Yes. Yeah. Drug um, and things like that. But maybe, but maybe. But there's a, like a malicious background to that, though. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious yeah. is not his friend at all. Yeah. No. Yep. And he is a, almost, basically a spy. 
Yeah, there's almost like an admiration slash hatred. It, it's an interesting relationship. It's very psychological, and I like that quite a bit. I think the thing that deters me the most from this episode, and again, I still like the episode, but it takes a long, or it feels like it took a long time for our characters to kind of really get involved again, uh, the characters we follow. And it almost feels like it's a weird episode because it almost feels like it's more about Grin and and Vicious, even though Vicious isn't in a lot, but he he makes quite an impact whenever he shows up, right? Um, it almost feels more like their episode and our characters that we're following are just kind of these subsidiary characters that are there to kind of get to this finale. Now, getting to the finale, once you get there, once you get to the kind of showdown and everything that transpires there and you get to the finale, for me, uh, for my money, even though, like I said, I don't think this is a tier one episode since we're starting to call them that, but for my money, the finale of this with the music and the animation and yes. everything else, I mean, it it's some of the best stuff in the series. Spot like, on. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Boom. Maybe, maybe the best music I've heard in the whole series. I mean, it's very operatic and very emotional and, and you get a very emotional ending here as well. Very sacrificial kind of emotional ending and um, all that stuff works really well, but it's, it, 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 I think it's a tier two episode because it's just kind of weird how it feels like our characters are kind of just in the background a lot. And uh, obviously at this point, you know, I, I want to spend time with those characters quite a bit. I, I liked it. Um, I didn't love it. Not as much as I love part one of it, but I, yes. I did. I did like it still quite a bit. I mean, it's if there was a tier one point five, <laughs> just to open that Pandora's box. Yeah, there we go. It would probably be in there because it does have style, and I I am attracted to kind of the melancholy characters, uh, these kind of sad, romantic, uh, almost suicidal characters. In storytelling. What does that say about you, Sammy? I don't know. I don't know what it says about me. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> it certainly says something, though. I mean, let's I, have a John Woo's seat killer. on this couch, it. and you, we, let's yeah. talk about what happens. But that, that's a good point. I mean, honestly, this episode, where it starts, I mean, it's a continuation of part one. But you're, you're spot on, Sammy. I mean, there's so much melancholy that is really announced in this episode. It... It starts with a lot of division and everything in part one, and you get to a resolution in part two, but it's not a complete resolution, and you know there's gaps in these relationships. So yeah. the question is asked, like, do you have a comrade? Everybody's trying to make a connection, but everybody ends the show with, yeah, I, I think I have a connection, but there's still a long way to go. There's a huge gap. Yeah. And you there's like I, probably – my favorite thing about this episode, I'm with you 100%. Like, you get to that end, it's fantastic. And and even the Titan stuff, for whatever reason, I'm watching that, and I'm like, man, I want to go play that uh, PS3 game, Resistance Fall of Man, because it, it gave me that vibe. But oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really like the back end, but what I love about this episode is it ends in what feels like an awkward silence. And that awkward silence is like, yeah, we're together, but everything's not okay. And I, yeah. I love that aspect of the episode. Yeah, it's almost like a feeling of impending doom for our characters and their realization of it. Now, of course, I don't know any of that because I... Well, you could anticipate that if, if Spike figures out that Julia is out there somewhere again, he would leave immediately. Yes. Yeah. And there's a thought that 
Faye, when given the chance, will probably leave again. Um, None of them say, okay, we're never going to do that again. We know we all need each other, blah, 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 kumbaya, let's sit around the campfire. No, it's like we are complicated people. We need these other people in our lives, but we have something that keeps pulling us in the opposite direction. Yeah. Right. And if it, if it shows its head, we're going, I'm leaving. Spike is leaving for Faye. Uh, It's almost like this self-destructive bent that she's got. Yes. Spike. Mm -hmm. It's this, this passion for this Julia that we don't really, we still can't really understand 13 episodes into the show. Well, we kind of do, but we don't really know enough. It's still kind of mysterious and stuff, but he'll drop anything. I mean, he'll drop, uh, (laughs) Uh, he'll drop anything and to chase this Julia character down. So that, and then, that but then we have we also have Jet, like basically kind of bowing down and letting these people come back, knowing that he's probably going to get hurt again. Like he tells Spike, "Don't come back unless you've got the bounty." Yeah. And then he he asks him straight up, like, "What do you got?" He says, "Nothing." And he said, "You know, we'll basically park your ship. We're leaving." Yeah. yeah. And he lets him come back. Um, so he's leaving himself open to be hurt again, but yeah. I think he needs, we, we know that Jet needs Spike and, and Jet needs to feel like he is mentoring these people and being a father figure. Um, it's a yeah. very mature thing to do though, right? To understand. It is, but it's still, it's still kind of selfish. It is. It is. It's, it's a strange, I, I mean, again, he is the mature character in the show, um, but he, I don't know. As time has gone on, I, again, I love his character. I really do. Uh, of course, I'm middle-aged now, and, and maybe I just feel like I can relate more to him. And, you know, if I had watched this show 20 years ago, maybe I'd have felt more like Spike or <laughs> wanted to feel more like Spike, you know? Um, but I, I kind of see this parent-child dynamic uh, that I like. At first, it was brotherly. Now, it just start, it's starting to feel more like father-son. And um, I, I, I'm just really curious how this is all going to play out. It, it, it's I, I could be totally wrong. Of course, I could be. I mean, no, I I don't know because I don't want to. I haven't watched this, but um, I'm curious how this relationship is going to pan out. I I think it alludes to the fact like everybody's connection or everybody's relationship is held together with scotch tape versus duct tape or something. I mean, it it really highlights how fragile it is. But I I have a question for you guys. So th- this because this is the and and Brad I. I if you want to share your thoughts on the episode right now, I, th- I there's one question that was burning no, after this one. So when I when I was going through these episodes and we're like 13 episodes in, um, to your point, Sammy, I felt like it w- I was more connected to Jet. But now 13 episodes are done. Is there a character that speaks to you more personally, and and, and who is it? I'm just curious. So, Sammy, for you, is is it Jet? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's still Jet, yes. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's any other character, but, for, yeah, for me, it's more Jet. I wish I could be cool and say it's uh, vicious, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that cool. Uh, but I, I just feel like, you know, Jet, for me, is he's the character that's just the most interesting. Still for me right now. Okay. I'm, you know, we still got 13 episodes to go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that could all change. Yeah, this, this, this might be a good the, question to. This might be a good question to revisit when we get to the end, right? Oh, I yeah, think so. Sure. That, yes, that's. I mean, yes. we're at the halfway mark, and I, yeah, the reason yeah. why I asked this question is I sort of had a revelation. But before I share mine, um, what about you, Brad? 
I don't see myself in any of these characters, which is weird because like in a show like this where you get invested in the characters, like you have that maybe not one, but like you're an amalgamation of two characters or, you know, you're Han Solo or you're Luke Skywalker or maybe you're Princess Leia. I don't see myself in any of these characters. Um, I don't build these relationships like they do. They treat relationships like this. Like I'm a very uh, romantic kind of person like that. Like I, my relationships are very strong and yeah. I might I've heard, have I've a, heard you make really nice coffee for people who visit. So oh, he yes, does. Yes, that's my a plus man. <laughs> like I, now, I, dinner, I'm someone who would, dinner's a shit show. Cause he's just, he's going to order Domino's for you. But the coffee is fantastic. <laughs> I believe that one episode has said S my D. How about you S my D, Troy? Uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm someone who would much rather have 15 really tight relationships as opposed to 50, like, you know, just relationships. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I, for me, these characters treat each other so cavalier that it, it's just hard for me to really relate to any of them. Um, I mean, I... No, I don't. Maybe I'm Ein. Maybe I'm just going through. You're the dog. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I that see dog that. might that dog might be smarter than everybody, though. Probably. I think yeah. it is. And yeah. Brad is probably smarter than all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not by, by default, guys. He's not had <laughs> as much alcohol soaked yeah. brain damage. True. True. I lost all my brain cells. No. So th- this was the revelation for me. So I was like you, Sammy, for for the first twelve episodes. In my head, I, I was really attracted to Jet as a character because I felt he was the one that spoke to me the most. With this episode and where this one character ends up, I don't know what hit me like an epiphany. It was, I totally understand this character at this point, and it's Faye. Faye and her, I like your word, Brad, cavalier kind of approach to her relationships and everything is is this front where she puts on a great front but in internally she's always wanting to test those relationships and get validation because there's an insecurity and i would be the first to say that i i feel those days like when you wake up and you go you have a great family you have a great connection you have this great close-knit but at the end of the day are you good enough to have all of those things and do you sometimes not self-destruct but push buttons to test whether or not that relationship is strong enough. And so the, where Faye's story arc ends up on this, I just found it very poignant that at the end of this episode, I go, oh my God, I, I exactly know what Faye's going through because I feel like I do that every once in a while. Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe you should sit on the couch. Man, you and Sammy are uh, really <laughs> well, I, uh, I think it's a testament to how good this show is. I mean, I'm I'm with Sammy. I, I really love this show. Um, I, I have, you know, qualms about this in comparison to its quality of, of part one. But these characters are so good that when, I, when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm at this age, the father figure, I get Jed, et cetera. But as soon as the first 13 episodes, the dust settles and I'm like, Man, I I really got a lot of fay in me, and I understand that. Yes, you do. And and <laughs> it it was enlightening. I like that. The yeah. short, short shorts and the handcuffs. That's I yeah, do. That's just I short. love those things. I love wearing <laughs> them. I love being in them. I get it. Wow. Okay. Um, now, okay. So you guys kind of hit on the big things. I'll just say this for my reaction. Um, this is an episode that you will enjoy when you see it 
a second time or a third time. This will this is one of the episodes that will will grow on you and will make a huge impact for the rest of the show. Um, it it is a very important moment in time for this, obviously for the show. Um, we learn a lot about vicious in this episode, and I think a lot of it happens pretty quickly. And and the show doesn't really hold your hand. You know, we're we're just. Uh, you know, we're saying he's a spy. He set up, you know, he pretty much narked on Grin. Uh, then Grin basically, you know, turns into this tragic figure, which did any of you have a problem with that? Like this tragic figure then ends up kind of being this non-binary character and, and this and that. And like the one moment we have, like they're the most troubled character. So now they have to, like their gender is in question and things like that. Um, I've heard that but I've never really got that because I think he's he or she is such a good character mm -hmm. and like we really see that struggle and, and that struggle this isn't because they're non-binary it's because they went through this war and they were betrayed and vengeance has you know stayed with this person um you know they're not one dimensional like his only thing isn't that he's non-binary I keep saying he, he or she, you know, they, um, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you can't also gloss over the fact that like Lynn plays a pretty important part in this episode. Like, did he know, like, what did he know? And when did he know it? Like, did he know that spike was coming and use a tranquilizer gun on spike? Did vicious want to kill spike later on? So that's why Lynn, did it so Spike could be killed by Vicious. Um, when Lynn dies through sacrifice for Vicious, again, we have a we have Lynn basically yearning for Vicious to basically acknowledge him and sacrifices himself for Vicious. And his reaction is, I don't care. I literally but don't I, care. But I think Vicious in the first episode said, you're going to have to die for me. I mean, he, he called yeah. out the fact that you're going to die. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I just like this, this show in this episode puts into play just how complicated and how people just want people to care for them and want them. And, and we all want that. And this show and this episode really hammer that home. Um, and it's complicated. And I, I, I think you guys, if you do go back and watch this series again, or you decide to watch certain episodes again, this one is one that you should definitely put at the top of the list and say, okay, I'm going to go back after we finish this and watch this again. And I bet you have a different reaction. I, I can see I that. I, I would like to watch part one and part two simultaneously because the problem with my viewing here is I watched part one and because we didn't you know, record for a week or so. I, I had all of those questions just bouncing around in my head for so long that when I came to part two, I mean, the hype was real, right? So I think actually part one and two watched at the same time might actually be a more cohesive viewing experience. Yeah, I think so. Um, the next 40-minute episode. Sorry, I was turned down there for a second. <laughs> my son comes in. I never know what he's going to say or do. Uh yeah, I, I, I like this episode a lot. I think I like it better than you guys, but that might just be, be because I know how it kind of fits into the whole puzzle. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, 
you know, it, it is nice to see some callbacks to to earlier episodes. We get the red eye again. This apparently is pretty potent red eye. Uh, you know, so you get that first episode of, you know, callback. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think after we're done with this and you guys go back and, and rewatch stuff, put this one at the top of the list. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything else to say about this one? No, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I just, again, I think my favorite aspect of the show is still the romanticism of it all. I mean, it is it is a very romantic show, and this episode is oozing with some romanticism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a show about characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and most shows are about characters, but these characters are, I don't know, there's just something about the way they write these characters and introduce characters and give us background on characters that I just really enjoy. Um, and I'll kind of watch them do whatever. And we kind of do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I'll, I'll say this. It, the first, if we call it season, whatever, of 13 episodes, if it tells you anything, this is a really smart show. And it has it has a depthness in its character development that you just don't see on a regular basis. I really admire that about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so session 14 is Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Spike, Faye, and Jet capture 20 thugs involved in hijacking astral gates, but none of them were the mastermind with the the 12 million Wulong bounty on their head. The only clue they have is an e-chess piece that Ed uses to play a game against a cyber opponent over the net. Chessmaster Hex. That is the summary. Sammy, I will start with you this time. What did you think about session 14, Bohemian Rhapsody? There has to be E pieces, E chess pieces out there, right? I mean, this is 20 years ago. There has to be. Well, isn't there like, don't a lot of people play on chess? Isn't it chess.com or something like that where you play yeah, chess? I would imagine. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine. Chess, for whatever reason, as, as much of a thinker as I am, it just never has captured me. Oh, really? I'm yeah. not patient enough to play. Like if yeah. you can out, if you can just sit and and outlast me patience wise, you'll beat me because I'll get yeah. too aggressive. I and- love chess. I love that. And uh, did you guys ever play Pente? Mm, no. Okay. You say Pente. Pente. I mean, I played no. I played Risk, which is chess like. No. Mm-hmm. No. No, somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it's totally different, but it's, I mean, there is some strategy. There's strategy that, that that falls in the strategy game. But I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead. I don't. We're derailing <laughs> your comments. Go ahead. Chinese checkers. Are you allowed to play Chinese checkers anymore? Is that a, something you can play anymore? Since I'm American-born Chinese, I can. So we're good. Okay, you're American-born Chinese. Yeah. Um, this is a. This is a. This is kind of a. This is what the show does. Sometimes it always kind of throws me for a loop a little bit. It'll have this heavily dramatic episode. And then the next one I watch will be just a little, not, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but a little goofy, a little genre like this one, very much a heist movie type vibe getting from this one. We get a lot of gadgets and, and people talking through plans and stuff again, which is very chess. Like uh, the whole thing kind of centers around chess and, uh, it, it worked for me uh, in that way that it's it's kind of a standalone episode in some ways. I don't really feel like it advances our overall story much, but it's kind of like that those episodes we've watched that kind of have that kind of sugary kind of 
pleasant feeling. Like it's a pleasant 22 minutes. I think is how long the episode is. 24, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Uh, and I, I have finally come around to starting to like Ed. <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna happen. It wasn't even yeah. that long. It wasn't. Yeah, even that it long. wasn't that long. It really wasn't that long. But uh, the Ed character is starting to become more interesting for me. Actually, you know, we we didn't talk about it, it was the last episode, but I, I liked Ed. I liked Ed's kind of sweetness toward Faye. It's a very little thing, but the painting of the toenails and the little, you know, asking questions that are kind of maybe beyond Ed's grasp in some ways. That's something, you know, kids do, younger people do. My daughter asks me stuff all the time, and it's just like, how do I answer this? (laughs) Please don't ask that question anymore. Look, here's Jojo Siwa. Um, (laughs) So Jamie with Edward was episode. I I totally see that. So so just to let you all know, Jamie with Edward was five episodes. It was nine. So, it was nine. I remember because we're not even the that notes, far away. The notes on my notebook for episode nine are all capital bold letters. Like, what the hell is that? I was not. I was not happy with episode nine. Okay. But go ahead. And I believe I said during that episode that you'll come around on Edward. Yeah, I like you did. You did say that. Um, I like it. There's little, just little tidbits in here that I enjoy. I don't understand why the episode's called Bohemian Rhapsody, um, other than potentially that they're just a fan of the song and and stuff but uh and not that the songs have ever really mattered honky talk i mean there's not there's not always some direct correlation but i don't know i, I guess i wanted some of that maybe maybe something because maybe because i love that song so much right um even though it's been wore out uh thanks to wayne's world which you know it's fine but you know it just every time i hear it i can't Are, not could you consider the people that live on in, in the scrap and all that stuff, aren't they bohemians? Yeah, that, that's where I they? thought they were borrowing it from is like that yeah. bohemian lifestyle that they okay. run across. Okay. Yeah, and then also like chess, one of the pieces is called Queen, is a queen. So maybe, oh, okay, CC, yeah. this is what I need you guys for. Okay, <laughs> see, clearly, I didn't know what the hell I was talking about, but now everything's starting to make more sense. So, okay, sometimes I can go pretty deep on things, but sometimes it just goes, whew, yeah, right past yeah. me. And this is one of those scenarios, I think. Um, I like the old hermit character that's kind of like this genius character who's beat everybody in chess. Uh, I like all that stuff. It's just a, for me, this is just kind of a sugary sweet kind of uh, pleasant episode of television. It's not super deep. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I can't really describe it. I mean, I still think it's kind of tier two ish, but. I enjoyed the character interactions here and I really like the high stuff. I love, I mean, it's an old movie trope, but I love when people talk uh, about the way things are done and then they show it at the same time. I love that stuff. I mean, yeah, as a movie, as a movie buff, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys don't like it either. I mean, oh yeah, so-and-so is going to hit security. Yes. And then this person is going to go over here, you know, and it's just, you know, I love that stuff. So, I really got into that and I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's something we don't, we, we bring up on occasion stuff, but the animation is so simple and so well done. And the design of the Chessmaster Hex character is it's, it's nice. It, it looks like a video game uh, villain or something in some way. Um, but I really enjoyed that look so much so that I thought if I had time, I'd try to maybe 
Talk about uh, going deep for a Halloween costume. That would be going deep. It's oh, just boy. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> You'd have I'm to still go going as Faye, but yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> well, that's just your everyday clothes, though. That's true. That's true. That's my work clothes. That's my work outfit. So it's funny you say that. Um, Metal Gear Solid 3, I want to say, oh gosh, here we go. I think it came out 2004, I want to say. It was early 2000-ish. Um, the bad guys were were in a unit called Cobra Unit, and the old guy with the sniper rifle, I believe he was called the End. He looks a lot like this Hex character um, quite a bit. Um, so if you if you get a chance, look at the End for Metal Gear Solid Three. Is Metal Gear um, is, that, is that the Snake Eater? Snake Eater, yeah, that's the yeah, one yeah, yeah. that's in the past. Um, yeah. I remember that game, and it's one of those moments. And uh, Brad is a gamer, as a fellow gamer. I'm sure you, I think I may have even said this to you before, maybe even recorded it before, but I have to bring this up every time because it makes me feel old and and I have to say it. But every time I play a game, when Snake Eater came out, I played it and I said, this is it. The video games will never look better. <laughs> never get better. Yeah. Yeah. We've all said that. This is it. This is it. We've all yeah. said that uh, at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I guess I'll continue. To, I'll keep saying it because it's it happens all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But no, overall, I like the episode. It's it uh, it was a nice kind of light, um, kind of come up type episode from what we came through with uh, episode uh, thirteen. Yeah, I think that's what one of the things this show does really well is you get a real heavy episode, and then the next one you're like, okay, we're just going to go on like this heist, and we're going to figure out what's going on and play chess, and you're like, okay. Cool. Like I'll, I'll go on that journey with you because yeah. that last episode was pretty heavy. So let's let's do something that's a little bit less uh, involved, where I can just kind of not think as much and not have all this heavy shit come down. Um, yeah, I mean, this so episode this episode feels like a movie all on its own. It's just like a little small movie. And a lot of those episodes, they're like self-contained movies. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it's weird with these session numbers because it's like if you came into this episode and this was like the fifth episode you watched, like it really doesn't change a whole lot, but the order does matter when you think about what we just went through. Like we need this episode next. Um, I go ahead, Troy, go, no, you give me a reaction. Okay. I want to hear it. So there's two things. I'm going to start with the first. So when we discussed episode nine, I had kittens, literally kittens that I had to give away over this Edward character uh was not a fan whatsoever Wait, and what, what yeah Wait, i, I yeah, was I, yeah uh, go back and listen when we talk I episode know, nine I i'm know. like uh i know grumpy old man <laughs> i know i had to watch it twice because i couldn't believe how just out of sync this character was to the others what i and that's like the note i wrote down it just didn't make sense to me but i also said and and to validate my comments in that episode i said given the reaction that even people when we posted this on social media because i put that question out here about the edward character everybody kind of rallied behind that and said you're going to love this character i 100 when, when i saw episode nine for the first time was like nope there's no way i'm gonna like this character and i was happy in episode 10 that that character took a back seat but i also said when we discussed episode nine i'm sure if everybody's talking this way I would come around on this Ed character. And with Sammy, I will 100% say 
episode 14 is where I fell in love with Ed. I (laughs) absolutely loved everything Ed in this episode. Uh, I think it helped and, and it just kind of clicked in my bread, uh, my brain when you said it, Sammy, seeing Ed interact with Faye towards the end of episode 13 and um, kind of watching that sweetness play out a little bit was, I think, a I don't know, perfect way to go into this episode and all of a sudden go, yes, I see Ed's value and I actually found her pretty funny. Um, and, and I love the fact that where this episode ends to me, this was, this episode was all about Ed because even the decision they make at the end of the episode is really to maintain Ed's happiness for all intent and purpose. So I, I, Ed is the happy, Ed is the only half full character in this show. (laughs) Yes. Ed is the most optimistic and if you mess with her chessboard, she's going to hiss and bite at it. And what's funny is that type of antics in episode nine annoyed me. But those type of antics in episode 14, I found funny and kind of charming. Yeah. So I, my, the first point I want to raise is I love Ed now. And everybody back on episode nine was like, nope, you're going to love Ed. You are right. I'm 100% telling you. So now what's funny is I want to go back and watch episode nine. Now that I've kind of fallen in love with this character and revisit that. So you made a comment uh, and you and Sammy kind of talked about this, about how this show will go from something very deep and heavy and have a lot of stakes on the line and then kind of come to this episode where it's very saccharine, right? And I agree with you. If you if this was the first episode you ever watched, I think that would be okay. Like this episode stands on its own. Here's the thing, though. I love this show for the fact that it can go from those types of tone and it works because those characters are good characters. But in the back of my head, like scratching on my brain is you just had this really climactic melancholic ending where everything is held together by scotch tape versus duct tape. And these characters are kind of skating on thin ice with each other. And there is no like zero, absolutely zero hint of that in this episode, at least my initial viewing of it. And there is something about that that bothers me. So you missed the line by Faye then. Okay. What's that? She mentions about how um, they kind of have to work together. There's a I forget what it is, but there, there. When you rewatch it, there's a line by Faye which she kind of says, "Well, we kind of have to work together." Um, yeah, I, I got that. Like, I got that whole premise. Like yeah. they remind her, "Wait a minute, we were all going out on our own, and now you want to pull our resources together." Yeah, but in the delivery of that, there was no weight to it. So they, they play it off almost as comedic, like, oh, well, you said we had to go on our own. Now you want to work together. So it's, it's played for comedy, right? So, again, I, th- I think if you look on paper, maybe it makes sense to go from 13 to 14 with that line. And you go, that's how we're bridging it. But tone is way more important than content. That's my opinion. And most communication people would say that is correct. <laughs> so... If your tone doesn't match 
the weightiness of the content that you're, then it falls flat, right? So I agree with Sammy. It's a tier, it, it's it's a uh, tier two episode, and I still think it's a great episode. I had a lot of fun with it, and of course I love Ed now. But the one drawback I have to it is, it's a fun episode. Not really much happens in terms of character development because it's all about the plot and the story and the heist aspect. I get that. Um, and and I love these little things like you know your three older gentlemen show up at the end that kind of started the episode. I thought that was a great callback. I love they have a floating space cat. That's my favorite thing of the episode. I don't know why. There's something about cats floating <laughs> cat in space. I know, like fat cats floating in space. Uh, you, you could put that on a loop, and I swear, uh, like when I'm in an elderly home and I and I have Alzheimer's and stuff like that, I know I'm going to be requesting. Could you just like show like a fat cat floating in space? Because it's going to make me oh, happy. Man. There's so you, much. There's so much good joke material in what you're saying right now. That I used to do. <laughs> okay. Anyways, it made me laugh when I saw just fat cat floating in space. I'm like, I don't know why it's making me laugh, but apparently psychologically that is funny. Like the funniest thing I've ever seen, but, um, no, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I just, that's the only, that's the thing that's like clawing at me is tonally. It, it's the, it shifts to a point where it's total saccharine. And I was kind of like, give me a hint that that melancholy's there. Um, and, and I don't, I, again, what I, what I appreciate and love about the show is it does that tonal shift and it works. I'm like, yay, Cowboy Bebop. Awesome. Fun did episode. You, didn't you find like the, the Hex character kind of a tragic character? The, the Hex, but that, that's my point. The Hex character, uh, I think he dies at the end because... Mm-hmm of him kind of finally getting to play an opponent that was worthy of it. But that's that character. I don't feel any of the melancholy between the relationships of the core group that was established at episode 13 carry over to 14. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, My reaction to this one is again, I, I really love this episode. I am like, Sammy, give me some spy stuff. Like, and give me like a bad guy or not, I guess. Yes. The, the, the gate corporations are, are the bad people. You kind of learn through this episode that the corporations get to get to dictate like how much bounty is on people. Um, and wait a uh, minute, Brad, are you saying corporations control? I know things? being all corporation. That's um, weird. Yeah. That is know, so weird know, that right? businesses would actually make the rules for everybody to follow and not the government. <laughs> I know it that's is mind like, blowing, man. It's I like refused, a, refused to believe it. Yeah, and like <laughs> you know, and there's this whole scam about you know stealing people's money, and you're just like, I went to business school. I went, I went, I graduated with some of these assholes that you know <laughs> thought they were being good, and yeah, I do, I do a podcast with them now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Asshole. Troy. Troy went, Troy's got a like a fancy English degree. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. so you're not you're a good guy. Thank yeah. you. Um, I actually have a business degree. I, yeah. Yeah. I studied with the Sith. Yep. There you go. Yep. I'm the only good guy here. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, the Jedi are the guy. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, that digress. Yeah. Okay. Um 
you know, I like that we get like this this bad guy manual. Like they get the they get like a manual to be a bad guy, which I find is funny. Um, again, like Sammy, like the cigarette thing device, and then the bad guy essentially explaining the whole like plot of the the episode is kind of a good callback to like those James Bond James Bond you know old nineteen sixties and stuff. It's a lot yeah, of fun. it's fun. Yeah, um, you know Hex's backstory is kind of complicated. Like he knew that there was a flaw in the gates and he wanted to kind of expose it and they fired him. And I don't know if you all know this, but the gate exploded and 4.6 billion people on earth died essentially. Um, yeah. Those are the asteroids from the moon falling yeah, down yeah, from so, that, from the, yeah, so from episode nine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they ever, I don't know if, if they ever say the exact amount, but um, that's how much it was. Um, and, and you kind of wonder like, did the corporation do the corporation thing and try to keep things under wrap? And yeah, they did. Literally, Earth was, you know, destroyed essentially because of that uh, for a PR move. Um, again, corporations being all corporationy, uh, you know. But hey, Elon Musk is a great guy. I'm sure he's great. Um, anyway, um, no, I, I really like this episode. It's it's to me, it's kind of what this show does best. It's just let's just do something and let our characters be their characters um, and introduce a character within an episode like the hex character and give them a story and give them a backstory. And then like, you'll never see him again. And they had that impact on one episode and you're like, wow, what a great character. And what this show does is like, you you probably never see that character again, but for that one episode, it made an impact. Um, and it, like we talk a lot of times, like some of these characters and some of these villains could be like the big bad of the series, yes, but they yeah. literally just like, no son, one episode. That's it. That's it. This, this yeah. character you like, uh, you know, this character you want to see for a long time. Nah, it's just going to be one episode. Um, and, you know, obviously, I think you all have picked up on now that like Vicious is going to be around for a while. So y- y- you don't, you know, have a guy come back in three episodes and then never come back again. But um, I-, I like the this episode a lot. Um, there's just aspects of it that I, I just really like. And um, we didn't even talk about the John guy who's like out for vengeance and <laughs> yeah, like kind of screws up things. And then I guess he's smoking yeah. some sort of drug at the end and is like pretty happy. And it's just all calmed down just now. Hanging out. Yeah. He's yeah. Good. Yeah. Everything's cool now. So he, he, um, he's kind of fun. He's a little bit of the kind of loud anime character a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But uh, he is fun when he pops up, especially the one scene he pops up in where he's very screamy. Yes. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Can we talk about the chef's kiss of this episode? Oh, nice. Sure. I'd like to hear. Yeah, my yeah, the just the hey, this is this is I that. thought that was your short shorts, but if you're ready to <laughs> yes. No, no, yeah. no. It is that too. But listen, if we're if we're talking about this episode, not my shorts. Um it's the fact that Ed loses the chess game. Yeah. Yeah. A week-long chess game, too. Not just like a Oh yeah, a good point. A week-long chess game. So, I've I've always had this thing I tell my kids, I'm like, look, adversity defines character. 
that is a, a truism all through life, right? And I love the fact that Ed plays this week long chess game and, you know, Faye interacts with her at the end and then she loses and her reaction to it. And then, um, what, to your point, Brad, you know, Hex character, you know, wins and sort of exits, you know, this realm, but Ed loses and Ed's reaction to it. I, I just loved it. I, to me, that that was the moment I fell in love with the Ed character. Yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been told adversity builds character, but I guess it does. Adversity defines character. Look, I, not, not to go off did, on a tangent. Did Jackie Chan say that? No, I'm just I'm just telling you. I, you guys know this. I, I I wouldn't hang out with you if you didn't know this. But look, when when things are good and it doesn't matter who you're with or who you're working for, et cetera, everybody can put on a good face. But you never know who you're working for or who you're married to or who your best yeah. friend is until adversity hits and you actually get yeah. to see their true character. So adversity defines character. This is a good point. I like it. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use it everywhere I go. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard it phrased that way. But I, I, I like I've it. always told my kids that, like, whatever happens, adversity defines character. I'm gonna put that next to my cat poster that says, "Hang on," you know, just hang on. Or <laughs> just whatever. hang yeah. on. I yeah. could get in my Faye outfit and be on a branch and be like, "Adversity defines character." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be your your, yeah. cat, your cat space poster. Be my now. cat space uh, poster. Yeah. <laughs> Fat cat in space, mm-hmm. which is going to be my new online handle. Fat <laughs> <laughs> cat in space. Well, you got to put fat cat your in game, space number your, two because there's an original already. <laughs> your gamer tag. Yep, you can find Sammy on Xbox Live at, at Fat Cat in Space. Good name. It's a good name. Yeah, I love it. Is it. Good. it is good. I don't know why. I, I'm serious. I I just literally lost it when that cat was. Something's wrong with me. I'm broke in the head. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, this episode is, it's just an episode. I mean, it's just kind of your typical, like, here we go on an adventure. And then at the end we're we'll, we'll go somewhere else next session. Um, and so that's kind of what we got, yep. which is not bad because I think you get introduced to a cool character in Hex. You build on characters like Ed, where you're like, okay, like for the next, um, however long episodes we got 12, 11, 12. I'm going to be on board with Edward now. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you get that with this show where people just kind of build on you and build on you. Then you're like, okay, I love everybody in the show now. Yeah. Uh, like at the, I'm, I'm sure at the end, I will predict it now. You all will, will love Julie at the end of this, the, the series. So I don't even know who she is. I know, but like, I'm, I'm just telling you, right. I, yeah. I've, I've literally told you things throughout this show. Like you'll like Edward. At some point, yeah, I really, uh, I did not believe that that fourth did, episode so. won't even be probably in your top ten most favorite episodes by the time we're done. And I'm making that fourth episode of my top ten just to spite you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So <laughs> it's number um, nine. Just Julia it right is Julia is the great mystery of the show. Yes, it is. Yeah, I love. Yeah, that. well, and the, the 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 history between Spike and Vicious and, and Julia that triangle. Um, which you know we we will get to learn more and more about. Um, yeah, so um, I guess that's all we have for for this one. Yep. So next episode, episode eight, we are doing session fifteen, my funny Valentine, which hmm? sounds romantic. And, yes, and then session sixteen, Black Dog Serenade. 
doesn't sound as romantic. Does not. Um, I I do know that Black Dog is a Led Zeppelin song, so maybe. And it's a uh, meatloaf movie with Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's your trivia for tonight. Huh. Um, Okay. Sammy, why don't you uh, talk about the GGTMC and and what the hell a hiatus means? Because apparently, (laughs) seriously, man. Can I I speak for you? Can I I be your PR firm on this? You literally broke. Everyone in our friend circle. So um, let me let me just let me just speak for Sammy here for a second. Hiatus means vacation. Sammy just should have said vacation. Okay. So Webster's defines a hiatus as a I know you. I know you, Sammy. I know I've known you for a long time. It's in your blood, and you just need to figure things out. But I felt like we were watching a wake for the last week, and. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the the sentiments were very sweet. Yes, and, they were awesome. Uh, but come and on, I don't people. want anybody to think. Yeah, I don't want anybody to think that I did it to get those. That was one of my worries. So that's why I went on there and kind of said, "Look, you know, it's just a hiatus. Um, I'm trying to work some things out. Yes, with my two co-host and trying to get the schedule. What I want, the best of both worlds, is for both of them to be on the show with me uh, every time, but." Right now, it's not in the cards, and we're trying to figure something out. Uh, it might, and you've gone through a lot like the past few weeks have not been. Yeah, easy I was like, life happens, you, so. life yeah. happens, man. Schedules get torn asunder, and you got to rebuild yeah. it back up, and that takes time. Yeah, not everybody knows exactly, only my closest friends know exactly what's happened the last couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks have been awful, yes, <laughs> they have been dreadful. Um, uh, but everybody's okay. Everything's okay. It's just, it's nothing that bad, but just, you know, there's been some loss. There's been some, some breakage. <laughs> there's, there's been some things that are just been uh, t- terrible. And, you know, you guys do a weekly show now, you know, that with that comes a level of commitment you have to have. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Now you do two weekly shows, so it's not easy. Well, well not weekly. Sometimes I mean, this, we do. This is a great sometimes example. I, I yeah. think what people forget is that all of us have full-time jobs and not a 40-hour full-time job. I know yeah. all three of us, and I'm, I'm just going to put a number out there. On any given week, it's at least 50 hours plus, at least. Easy. Yeah. Easy. 50. So 50, the f- 50 is just, I mean, that's what I know I'm yes. going to put in. So, and and that's not like, Hey, everybody went to bed. You're jumping on the computer, going through stuff. So I, I, I love the fact. And I, again, I don't mean to speak for you, but I'm, I'm almost, I'm sitting on the sideline. I am, but I'm sitting on the sideline going, I love all the love that's pouring out for um, the GGTMC because I've grown up with it from my, I, I mean, we've been around together for years um, and I've, I've been your biggest fan. So, well, one of your biggest fans because you got a lot of biggest fans but i think people in retrospect have to take a step back and go your show you review two movies a week so that by default's like four hours right there plus 50 to 60 hours of work plus getting around like three people's schedules it just takes time to get it all plus being a dad plus being a dad (laughs) kids family all the other stuff so I, I just like, is it, can I tell everybody like, calm down? It's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll I think, get there. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I think that's why I went online and, and posted what I did because I just want everybody to, 
you know, just just take a breather, you know, because that's all yes. I'm doing. I'm yeah. taking a breather. Yeah. And, you know, standing back a minute. I mean, you know, when I, the first show I did with you guys, I was mesmerized and kind of blown away myself by the fact that we had done our 1,000th film. But since then, yes, you know, we had done 68 more. So, I mean, there's just this plethora of stuff out there. That if you want to listen to me talk about films, then you have more than enough stuff. Plus, I'm still doing stuff with you guys. I didn't go anywhere. Right. I just, I needed, I needed to just kind of have some fun for a while. Also, the other thing about podcasting is it's, it's not just a lot of work doing the content, but as whichever one of you, I think Troy does. Troy. Troy. I do that. Yeah. That's a lot of work too. There's a lot of work involved there, but Brad, you know, you do the website stuff. Now. I mean, there's, there's stuff there. It's not, you just can't throw it out there and, and walk away. If you want it to be somewhat successful, you got to put some energy into it. So it takes time. Uh, we built something over 13 years, so we'd be silly to completely walk away from it. We're right. just trying to find a way to make it work. And uh, hopefully we will. And hopefully it'll be, you know, sometime before the end of this year, or maybe it won't be until next year. And, you know, I'm just going to be a realist. Maybe it won't be at all. But no, I hope I, I'm telling yeah. you right now, that's I know you. It's not your <laughs> yeah. DNA. And I'm yeah. not trying to start an intervention here. I'm all I'm well, saying is, here's what I'll say: yeah. if the GGGMC doesn't come back, there will be something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> because I because I could not do this. Yes, but yeah. this is therapy would, for all of us. I I yeah. you are built yeah. like us. We know that this is. Look, I've always I said this time and time again. I don't do this for the amount of listeners. Although we've got some great listeners in in uh, the GGGMC. I love everybody I interact with because I'm on all those pages. And if this little, I don't know, historical moment has shown anything, it is the caliber of people that listen to that show is second to none. Every yeah. one of those listeners is a plus. And I've met most of them in person just from conventions or, you know, traveling. And right. what amazes me is how good I just of people they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you constantly want to be around them. You want to be influenced by them. And you've built this community that attracts just probably the top caliber people out there in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, so it's, that's it's, it, it's heartwarming not only to hear that, but to see it that we've brought all these people together. And I mean, well, good people know, usually attract good people. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mean, you know, you know, yeah. It's a little small thing. It's kind of a behind the scenes thing, but you know, Randy called me. He was in he was in Arizona hanging out with Mike, who's a real good friend of ours, and goes way back with the show. And it was hanging and out with my nephew. Yeah, and your nephew. Yeah, <laughs> uh, who I met and didn't realize I'd met before. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I remember him now. So yeah. you know, it, but it's it's little things like that. It doesn't seem like a big deal to anybody, but it means a lot to me that. Randy and Mike hung out. Randy, Mike, and Dusty and Nate hung out. Yeah. They they sat around. And they watched a bad movie together. That that's, I mean, what more can you ask for in life? Absolutely. Really, I guess yeah. you can ask to watch a good movie together. But uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes the bad ones are better. Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have more fun with the bad ones. But yeah, yeah, a hiatus is exactly that. It's a hiatus. I hope to get back sooner rather than later. I hope to work it out. I love my co-host. I don't know if they listen to the show or not, but I love both of them dearly. Uh, and hopefully, uh, we will be able to make it work. 
if not, we'll, we'll we'll probably figure something else out. But yeah, I could not do the show. I mean, I had so much fun doing it this past year. I mean, we've talked about some great stuff this past year, like Grizzly and yeah. the Street Fighter movies and Old Boy and this, you know, okay, that's just more face re- off. Yeah, face off. We did. Now I'll, I'll I'm going to be honest here. My wife would love if you stopped doing the show so that I wouldn't buy so much shit on Amazon. Yeah. But so, again, so I get that a lot. I get that a lot too. Yes. So that's, <laughs> but again, that is the, At the power. End of this, someone's just going to hand you a bill and be like, hey, you <laughs> look, you owe this. You We're owe suing yeah. you. No, yeah, yeah. but I, I agree with you hundred percent. There's a class action lawsuit against the GGTC. <laughs> um, Will and Todd and you have created a cult. I, I mean, Scientology has nothing on what you guys did. Okay. So uh, now the debate is who's the Tom Cruise of the group. I'll let you three figure it out. But um, from recent pictures of Tom Cruise, it's not me. Okay, true. Um, yeah. Have I, you seen I, those pictures? I did with the yeah. Dodgers game or whatnot. Yeah, something's not right. Well, my theory is he has to work all the face muscle for all the stunts and everything. Um, so, yeah, yeah he's, he's just bulking up. And I'm not worried. But anyways, we digress. Listen, if any, somewhere. Yeah. If anybody from the the podcast is listening, um, Brad and I constantly text Sammy about how awesome he is. And we love Will and we love Todd. Yeah. And, and that and we, we constantly text each other about what we buy. That's okay, like, shut up. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Not true. I'm constantly texting you like Skeletor stop talking. memes and stuff. Yeah, like stop that. talking about this stuff because I keep buying all the crap you talk yeah. about. We have a ton of fun talking to each other daily, just about daily. Matter of fact, we went a couple, we went a day without talking to each other almost. Yes. And I didn't know what to do. I was the same way. (laughs) Yeah. Troy was on vacation and, you know, work and stuff, but no, and we appreciate, you know, a lot of your listeners. I was telling Troy, like our podcast is like all of a sudden really big in Canada. And I'm like, I think there's a lot of GGTFZ people in Canada. And I think that's why Uh our podcast is blown up in Canada. So we were like, Charting on their iTunes charts, yeah. and I was like, "Look at this!" I'm hot in Canada. Syrup yeah. You are hot in Canada. <laughs> yeah, so. No, but it's. Anyway, I, we, I, I agree with Brad's comment. Like, like the the caliber of people that you are attract that caliber of people. Um, and I, I just, I, I love yeah. the fact that so many people love you. But I, I almost want to like go to everybody and go, "Don't worry, it's okay. Everything's gonna be yeah. fine. We're gonna be good." Well, but it's also hey. a, it's also a nice moment for it people is. to reflect. Like, wow, it's been 13 years, and, and maybe we've taken it for granted. And and yeah. now that it's taking a pause, we should really appreciate like all the time and effort that goes into it. Yeah, you know, you do it as a hobby. Like, you, you probably never see a dime from anything. Um, yeah, no. But you do it because of the fact that you build a community, and um, it, it literally. This helps me get through the week because I know at some point in time I'm talking to Troy, talking to Sammy about some dumb movie um, or As some Sammy TV recommended. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to watch something that some Italian man made, and I'm like, God, this sucks. Uh, but anyway, sure you know, I'll, still, I'll still do it. You just haven't, you haven't seen the good Italian films. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to get – the only thing that upsets me about our Spooktober uh, for the – not a bomb, no Argento? There's no Argento. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sure it'll come back at some point in time. It uh, it's good. It is good. 13 years is a long time. I, I'll, I'll tell you this one last tidbit, and then we'll move on from this because I don't want to talk. Okay. I get uncomfortable talking about myself. But I, I told my wife 
when she got up on Sunday that I, I said I was putting the show on hiatus and stuff, and I kind of just got quiet. And she just kind of looked at me for a minute, and she goes, are you serious? I mean, you're, are you not kidding around, right? Are you serious? You've been doing this for 13 years, and now suddenly you're stopping? And I was like, well, I, I just need a break. I've been doing it a long time, and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff's going on behind the scenes. I just need a break. I just, and uh, that's what people should know. Yeah. That should tell you everything right there. I just well, need a break. Yeah. yeah. And when it gets to that point, and it becomes like a second job, you know, not that it would be like a second job, but like when it becomes where the funness is a, is not as fun as it was, Yeah, you just got to hit the reset button yeah. and, and yeah. reset. And then. So I come over here and talk about Bebop and then talk yeah. about. Yeah. Another thing with hey, you guys soon. Brad and I have been there. I mean, uh, Charlie was a genius in coming up with the movie matchup idea. And the three of us worked on that for a long time. And even Brad and I doing like the pretension spinoff. And at some point, lives like kids came into the picture. People were growing up, jobs, everything else. And, and we had to put it on hiatus. But, you know, I... I I feel bad saying this. The pandemic is the worst thing to happen worldwide. But personally, the pandemic, uh, it's that adversity, right? Adversity defines character. We're going back to that. If adversity has shown me anything, it brought back Brad and I's opportunity to come and do a podcast over Ghostbusters 2. That, that's what started the whole conversation. Right. So I've always been a fan, and I'm, I'm glad we, I, I was able to share that comment about adversity defines character. Because if I've seen anything in my personal life, and if we're talking just podcasting, um, Charlie, Brad, and I worked so hard to get movie matchup, and then all of a sudden life happened and we couldn't do it. So that's when the adversity happens. Then COVID happens, and Brad and I took that opportunity to take that adversity and turn it into, hey, let's start a podcast up again. And it gave us a gave us an excuse to talk to you on a weekly basis, or yeah. Brad, or Charlie. I mean, we love talking with with Charlie. Um, and John and and Alex and all the people we brought on the show. So I, I feel like this is that moment for your podcast where it's like, oh, here's some adversity. You need a break. But given the character of you and Todd and Will, because I know you guys, your character is so strong that adversity is going to define that. And all of a sudden, the product that we get afterwards is going to be 10 times better. <laughs> let's hope so i know so. so i would put my entire life savings on it because that's how much i believe in you guys i mean we are a show that's not above a fart sound effect or a zipper unzipping so and that's what makes it brilliant <laughs> you're always uh, yeah. on, you're always on teat yeah yes. on teat you gotta be you gotta have that uh time just right yeah, yeah. but no you, that, that, that one will stick around that on teat that's yes. true i bet i bet everything on you three um because you guys have that character um, that adversity doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. So if anybody wants to know, there is a lot of talking going on behind the scenes. So I think that, you know, there's a lot of discussions between the three of us. Yes. So yep. Let's, let's hope, let's hope we can work it out, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. I know. Either way, you got me on not a bomb every now and then you got me on this every week. So I'm still around. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. You always got a home, man. We love you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Very, very nice of you guys. All stop right. it now. We'll stop talking about me. Okay. Let's go back to your short, short right. something. Yeah. Uh, Troy, <laughs> what do we have on our main podcast this week? Oh, and we're also going to be a guest on another podcast, right? Yes. Um, so. There's where the busy just comes in. Yeah. 
we have put off. I, so Brad, it's, I was surprised. It was about last year. We started getting a lot of requests for other podcasts and we were just trying to get our hands around this one. And truth be told every, I mean, we just recorded what episode 70 and we were both mm -hmm. shocked because we were, we were like, well, pandemic's kind of coming to our jobs are getting busier. Are we going to still do this? But man, we love bringing our friends on talking about this. And I said this from day one. I mean, this is, this is more of me just talking to my kids. So whenever I pass, they can like fire this thing up and go, what was dad like watching movies and what was his friends like? And they met oh all you God. guys. God, so. That Brad guy was a real dick. Yeah. <laughs> Every um, time you guys say that, I think my poor kids. Yeah. So, uh, we, we are starting to go through the list of requests. And the first one we're doing is, um, the iron sequel. So we're going to be reviewing the Oh, front. nice, nice. Yeah, I'm good friends with James, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So James has been um, very adamant about us jumping on the show. Nice. And I believe he was the first person to add. Like, that's he was first the first in, first person. Out, so we're, we're trying to go in order. Yeah. So God, I, can't, I can't go an episode without doing some sort of accounting something. First I know. Like so we... I can't, wait, okay. I can't wait to hear what you guys are talking about over there. Yeah. We're going to do... So... We we agreed. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to give it away if you don't want to. No, no, we're giving it away. We 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 agreed that hey, we were going to do an episode since he specializes in sequels. We wanted to find a sequel that bombed, and he's covered actually a, a quite a few of them, and we settled on the Chronicles of Riddick. So oh, nice. we're going Vin Diesel. And, wow, uh, that's my that's my favorite Riddick movie. Mine too. <laughs> really, it's not Pitch Black. No, no, I like the Chronicles what of Riddick. What is wrong with you people? No, preview, preview opinion. I'm with Sammy. On, I love that film. It's it's a bonkers movie. It's, it is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. It's a little that. too serious for me. Yeah. yeah. That'll be great. That'll be awesome. Yep. Tell so, James I said hello. We will. We will. So we're doing that. And then we're in full Spooktober mode. So, uh, Sammy, you were on our Wolfman episode. We just finished The Blob. And great reaction to the blob, by the way. Oh my God. I didn't know. I, I thought there was a lot of love for the blob, but there's a lot of love for the blob. So I'm excited yep. about that. Yeah. And, is. uh, we're going to be talking to you in a few days and we might as well go say it now. Like we're, we're going for a foursome, which we did, uh, a little while ago when we had John Nate on and, and we had four going on that one, but for, uh, the outlaws, but this time, we're tackling a sequel because you can't go through like scary movies and not talk a sequel. So yeah, uh, get True. ready for the Blair Witch. Yeah, which I've never seen. Yeah, yeah. Which this podcast might go down as the longest podcast in podcasting history. Yeah, it might be a pack four a hour dinner, a lunch. Yeah. Make it sure could. You it, just, it, just depend, it depends on it depends on what vibe we get going on. Yep. I know Jose and I have some similarities. I know that, but yep. what vibe? Maybe we, get a bottle for like if going. you got to go pee, you just yeah. pee right to yeah. the bottle and not well, have the to vibe, get up. The vibe I'm talking about is you know how how deep can we go? <laughs> we already know. Brad and I have already yep. agreed. We're just sitting back and letting you two go. <laughs> yep. yep. I love Jose though, so it'll be fun to be on the show with uh, with him. That was not planned, by the way. That it kind of came out of nowhere, and they kind of, you guys kind of asked me. I thought, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to do that. Yeah, we we were we did an experiment with John and Nate on doing the Outlaws because we were like, well, how will four go? And it was a lot of fun. Like I, I had a blast. So uh, I'm really excited about this one because I think everybody's going to bring a different voice 
uh, or opinion to this one. Um, and it's a good one to talk about because we get to talk about the found footage, you know, genre that really has become a core um, subgenre of horror. So uh, we, we may even share our favorite non Blair Witch found footage film. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. There's way more than I thought there was. I yeah, that was wiki shocked. is long. Yeah, I was really There's shocked. a lot of trash on that, too. There's oh, a ton of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening, um, letting us kind of reminisce on Sammy's podcast and the GGTMC and all that stuff. And um, <laughs> I'm still yeah. out there. I'm still out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, still, it's not a reminisce. There. It's telling everybody, Sammy's still I here. Know. Come on. I know. <laughs> I know, guys. I know. So we appreciate you all listening. Um, Look forward to uh, doing the Blair Witch with Sammy and Jose and being on the Iron sequel. So we will listen. uh, We will talk to you later. Sammy, Troy, thank you for joining me. See you, Space Cowboy. Later, comrades. (laughs) 